Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John Power, joined by the one and only Sean Bennett. We are back to you. It's a new year and we are here to provide you with all the hobby information that you ever wanted to know. Sean, let the viewers what you've been know what you've been doing to start off this new year it's it's been a, a pretty good start to the year i know the listeners can't uh see but john has this beautiful map behind him <laughs> it's, it looks really cool um but yeah so uh this has been a, a really good start to the year so far i know john and i are going to do some life updates for you guys we've had some pretty monumental things going down for the both of us but uh it's just been a good start to the year i'm i'm really happy uh this is definitely going to be a year for us not only for our personal lives, but for uh, us here at the How to Hobby Podcast, we're going to be really pushing hard to get uh, some really good content to all of you guys out there. So, um, yeah, I'm just happy. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy you keep inviting me along. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a pleasure, Sean. And I guess let's let's let the cat out of the bag here. I'm actually not in San Diego. No, uh, I am in a undisclosed location. Well, it was undisclosed before. I'm letting you know. I'm in, I'm sitting here in an Airbnb recording remotely uh from Phoenix, Arizona. So I have this beautiful map behind me, as Sean pointed out. Uh this is our first soiree into the remote world of you know having a, a, a on-the-go setup. Sean, uh, it's it's pretty exciting. Um so anyway. Okay. I'm I'm really excited. I'm a little jealous. So uh, the benefit of today's time uh, is that we can do this remote uh, because John is is not only is he not in San Diego, he's not even in the state of California right now. He is next door to us. That's right. And the reason why I'm here, you may ask, is because I've accepted a job with a with a company out here in Phoenix. Uh, called Northrop Grumman, and I'm going to be pursuing my little company, little company, <laughs> little little <laughs> company here in uh, in Phoenix. Yeah, that's that's actually the craziest part, Sean. Coming from our company that we were with, I uh, looking around and having two thousand coworkers with me on a day to day basis <laughs> is quite uh, quite crazy. Um, but I'm I'm hanging in there, and I'm I'm living that. Uh, that vagabond life right now, back and forth between <laughs> San Diego and, and Arizona, but this is my last week here. So, uh, but, but it's, this is not the only news we have listeners. No. Sean Bennett also has some news. He has to break for you guys tonight here on the show. Yeah. So part, part of the reason that uh, 2022 is so big for John and I, both of us actually got new jobs. Um, so we we worked together in the aerospace industry. We worked on gas turbines for together for four years, about four to five years. Um, and right about the same time, both of us actually ended up getting really cool opportunities. So John took an opportunity with Northrop, uh, stayed in the aerospace industry, went out to Phoenix, and was going to be working on some crazy cool things out there uh, as an engineer. And then I actually took on uh, a management role, um, which is kind of crazy to me, but I actually jumped into a uh, technical project manager for a company in Northern San Diego called generate that does uh, medical devices. So 
I have taken a huge swing from the turbines and aerospace into the rapid, <laughs> insanely rapid consumable uh, medical device field. Uh, I've been here three weeks now. This is my third week, and it has been... It's absolutely insane because and anybody who's worked in aerospace and John can definitely attest to this as well. The timelines you work on are very long. I mean, your projects are usually at least a year, if not a little bit longer. Um, currently I'm working on projects that it's rare if they go longer than six months. Um, so everything is much more fast paced. Um, it, it's just really amazing. Um, so I'm really excited, but yeah, we both, both start in 2022 with uh, some really insanely rad jobs congratulations to the how-to hobby boys sean and john well <laughs> we're done. moving up in the world moving <laughs> up <laughs> that's that's right and, well and it's some opportunities we just we couldn't say no to so jumping into this new year we've got new jobs we've got new opportunities that are dead ahead but additionally we're going to dive into a new series here to start off the new year we're taking a deep dive into all the hobbies that we love and what makes them so great and what they mean to us and what they've taught us about our lives. So Sean and I are going to be taking popular topics from our past season uh, in 2021 and bringing them here in 2022 to take a deep dive. So we hope that you enjoy this new series that we're going to be starting off here in 2022. Stick around. Uh, we do have an Instagram. We have a Gmail account. You can reach out to us and a website, howtohobbypodcast.com and at howtohobby on all socials. So Sean is always watching like a hawk. Uh, oh, yeah. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns with just what is taking place in the How To Hobby basement, uh, please let us know and don't hesitate to reach out. We want to hear from you and see what hobbies are doing for you and your lives uh what kind of new opportunities you have going in 2022 i mean 2021 we're putting behind us sean i have to say i i think it is funny that every time we start a new year it's always let's put that year behind, behind us, us. <laughs> and let's move into this year and for me i think that's a little with taking a deep dive right off the bat it, it doesn't really go along with my steady, consistent, compounding effect type mm -hmm. of mentality I take into every single one of my hobbies into my daily life. So I'm just curious what you kind of have to say about that before we dive into the more of the details directly uh, for the hobbies tonight. I, I think that's a really, really good point. I know a lot of people, I think a lot, most people, um, the new year is a big deal to them because it means that everything that happened in the last year, put that behind you, focus on what's coming up. And then they don't really focus on what the last year actually meant, what it taught them, what it is teaching them coming into the new year. Now, I know it's a little easier for John and I because we're from San Diego, where the year is pretty much the same all year round. We don't really have seasons. So I know that may help delineate things for any of the listeners out there who may have a much more sharp transition in between those. But for me, the year just keeps going. And I've tried to kind of live in that same mindset. Um, when the new year comes is to look back and say, okay, what all did I learn? What did I accomplish in the last year? And what kind of cool things have I done? What are the things that I wish I had done better? And then try and use that to help inform 
my further year coming in. I mean, ending the year with leaving a job and starting the year with entering a new job just worked perfectly for making sure I highlighted what last year meant and what it means going into this year. So I think my favorite part about doing this deep dive series is we've covered the logistics, the technical side of a lot of the hobbies that John and I really have, but that kind of leaves some room for why should you get into hobbies? Why should you go and do this? What did it teach us? And that's what we really want to focus on in the start of this new year. Uh, I'm really excited. Yeah. And I think that's such a, a great way to put it, Sean. I mean, when I started my job in the aerospace industry, I started January 15th. I remember the day, uh, 2018. And here we are in 2022, January 10th, I'm starting my new job. And I just think, you know, it's kind of when you can bookend something in that way, Mm -hmm. it's very fitting and, and it's never going to happen the same way. This is just probably happenstance and coincidence, but sometimes things do line up and you're able to close out the year and start the new year off with a, with an opportunity. And I definitely think we're both, uh, reaping some benefits and blessings from these, uh, these new opportunities. So yeah, let's, without further ado, listeners, let's dive into our content for the night. We're going to be covering three hobbies that have meant a lot to us. And they're very big in the world of hobbying for a lot of people. But what's going to make this interesting, as Sean has said, is we're going to take a deep dive. And some of the things that we're going to cover tonight, you know, stick around and listen if you're interested in discipline, understanding how to be more disciplined going into your new year taking on time management risks and understanding how to mitigate issues you may be having regarding time management. Uh, And of course, we're going to talk a lot about one of our catchphrases here at the How To Hobby Podcast, and that is take chances, make mistakes with everything you do. Sean and I could hate our jobs starting this new year, but you know what? It's okay because we took a chance. And if we make a mistake, it's all right because we still have the rest of the year to, to correct. So I think that's an important thing to remember when you're getting into anything, whether it's a new job, uh, new hobby, new relationship, you can always course correct, but you're not always going to do, uh, if you're not taking the chance, you're not potentially moving forward in your life. So that's a, that's a big thing that we carry on here. And the three hobbies that we're going to be talking about regarding all of these things is actually hiking. Episode one, great episode. If you haven't heard it, take a listen. Cycling, episode two of, of season one, Sean, a real, a real good one, close yep. to my heart. And then episode three, cooking. Uh, we're going to be going through all of those hobbies tonight and talking about what they mean for us in our lives and doing a deep dive. So Sean, why don't we dive into hiking first here and determine what this specific hobby has taught us about life and how to handle it better. Yeah. So I think with the way the world has been the last couple of years (laughs) that we have seen, there has been an awakening in people realizing how much they like being outside because there's only so long that we can stay cooped up inside. Uh, and even just in life in general, not even with dealing with what we've been going on the last few years, we have 
a lot of people who can easily get sucked into the draw of go to work, go home, sit on the couch, watch TV, go to work, go home, sit on the couch. I think I saw a quote that was, I'm sitting in front of a media or I'm sitting in front of a large screen scrolling on my small screen to reward myself for staring at a medium sized screen all day long. <laughs> and that was something that really stuck with me because I was sitting there on my phone watching TV after having worked all day, looking at my laptop. So I realized that this was me in a nutshell. And so, uh, when I look back at the moments in the last couple of years, and I think of the moments where they were just crazy cool. And I'm, I'm going through my picture feeds and I'm going through Google photos and trying to, to go through, if I just look at my life in the last year, the, the places in which I look back and I smile as I swipe through my screen are the moments of the pictures I took when I was hiking. Um, it has been a really tough year uh, to just on everybody. And looking at those memories of when I was hiking and I was with friends and I was with family, even going back multiple years. I mean, back when I was in college, you know, my brother and I went on like an eight and a half mile hike in Del Mar and I look back and I'm like, man, that was just such a cool day. And I've had some of my best realizations on hikes. I've had some, you know, tough conversations with myself on hikes um, where I kind of get away from everything. And the 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 key thing that hiking has taught me is that if you don't incorporate it into your everyday life you're not going to do it <laughs> and that's where the discipline and time management really came in for me and still to this day um you know i did about i called a hike it was really a walk but i hiked about 4 miles today down to get some coffee um just left the apartment walked 2 miles to the coffee shop walked 2 miles back it's all the residential so it's more of a walk but I think that's really what a hike can be, you know? Well, no, no, that's so important. And I think, so this is something I want to bring to the table here regarding almost all of these things. And this will, I'll talk more about this, but you don't have to be, I think we have this constant fear and pressure from society that I'm not doing hiking unless I'm on a mountain in uh -huh. Tibet or something like that. And it's just not true. I mean, these are ways and for all of these things, at least the first two hiking and cycling for me, it's something that it's a way to transport yourself outside of the bounds of something that you have to pay to do. And mm -hmm. there's freedom in that. Um, in the sense, all that I have to do to walk down to the coffee shop is maybe you put some energy into me, depending on how long it is. Um, but then when I get that coffee, man, oof, you know, it's over. That's like jet fuel. So, yep. yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, I see, I even catch myself doing it too. Um, you know, that, that really was a hike. I was just walking to the coffee shop and, and the crazy part is had I not gone on that walk, I would have not known there was a beautiful like tunnel Creek thing down the street. I wouldn't have, um, almost washed car accidents, people not paying attention to slamming on the brakes. And, you know, there was a huge chunk of metal in the middle of the driveway that pretty sure would have completely hurt, blown a tire. I mean, it was a gnarly sharp chunk of metal that had I not been on that hike, I never would have saw, I never would have picked up, I never would have thrown away and it could have completely ruined someone's day. 
because so, they blew shot, a tire. Superhero <laughs> shot here, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. He's just nonchalantly walking into intersections, cleaning up debris. It, it's I've I recently had a nail in my tire, so I know that it can be kind of annoying when that happens. But not it's, the Subi, dude. No, not the Subi. <laughs> Luckily, if you buy your tires at Costco, they do patches for free. Found that out. Perfect. The the lucky way. Um, yeah. So for me forcing yourself to take the time to just get outside and go on a walk. A lot of the hobbies that John and I have talked about in this podcast do involve being outside. Hiking, I think, is the most accessible for a lot of people. Um, Just getting outside, getting some sun. I mean, it's more important than a lot of us realize if you really want to do some studies into the effects of vitamin D uh, and what it can really do for your health. I would recommend you look at that. But um, just getting out and do it is the biggest part of hiking for me. And I still struggle with that to this day. You know, I I get uh, (laughs) depresso espresso and I don't want to go outside and I just want to stay at home and watch TV and binge fixer to fabulous (laughs) all weekend long. But, um, you know, pushing yourself to get outside and do that is, is really nice. And another way to help you get involved in that is by seeing if there are any volunteering opportunities involved with hiking in your area. Um, I was supposed to do a volunteer event this weekend. I ended up having to cancel that um, with the Mission Trails uh, Regional Parks Department. So they have uh, park rangers that go out, they do a trail restoration uh, every Sunday or every Saturday and Sunday um, during the spring and the summer. And then you can just volunteer for free to just go and help beautify the trails. And that would be a really cool way to incorporate hiking and make you appreciate the land a little bit more. Love um, it, man. Yeah. Love it. So that's, that's for me. The discipline is one thing that hiking has taught me and is still teaching me because I struggle with it today. Well, and we're going to be, we're going to be some, uh, we're going to carry the same message tonight, Sean, when it comes to hiking, because mine is just get out there and get out there and do it. As you said, uh, there's this constant commercialization of hobbies that takes place across the board, whether it's hiking, cycling, cooking, all of these things, our society is telling you that you need all of this stuff to do it and do it correctly, right? If REI didn't have this built into its brand and its structure, (laughs) they wouldn't be charging more for their REI branded clothing. Remember when REI branded stuff was less money than the name mm-hmm. brand. Now it's more money than the name <laughs> brand, twice which, the name is, brand. <laughs> which is hilarious to me, but it, you know, avoiding the overgeared mindset, you don't need all of this gear. I mean, my hiking bag is the same as my backpacking bag is the same as, well, I, I'll say it's a three day bag. I could, I could probably mm-hmm. do about three days with the same as my day pack. And then additionally, it's, I can take it with me when I go mountain biking or cycling if I, if I needed to. Um, but trying to avoid that idea that you need the wool socks from some so-and-so brand or the, I need to have this moisture wicking $80 shirt to look good. Or (laughs) I still have my red SDSU, uh, long sleeve shirt that my mom got me. Mm -hmm four years ago. I, I wear that every time I go out to mission trails for a morning hike. That's what I'm rocking. I like it straight up red, uh, you know, stuff to get some stuff to just loud and proud, ladies and gentlemen, you know, get, get out there and get weird. 
when it comes here. That's, that's our new catchphrase. Get out there and get weird. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, because that's what everybody's doing today. Lime green is in mm-hmm. and brown is out. I mean, nobody wants to be walking around without that, that flair, that extra bit of. So go down to your thrift store, get some, get something that somebody, I mean, oh, the other thing, Sean, I have this uh, mountain hardware um, hoodie. Well, it's a, it's a fleece jacket that I got from Play It Against Sports about three years ago. Okay. It's turning into be one of my favorite jackets. I got it for 10 bucks. And it's just, it's just old, right? It's just like, got, you know, it's got the old brand and mm-hmm. it's got like the nut on the back. Mountain Hardware was like very, we're hardware Hard and it's a nut. <laughs> it's like, okay, guys. But anyway, you don't see that anymore because now it's like the sweet, suave mm-hmm. belling of Mountain Hardware. But um, so that, that stuff is cool and you can get it on a budget and not have to feel so burdened by, oh man, I can't go today because I don't have the special shoes, you know, the shoes. Yep. I mean, shoot, man, go get yourself, uh, as Sean has plugged before, pay, go to Payless, get some Skechers. I mean, they, in, in a lot of situations, those will do just fine. You don't have to spend. Now, even today, though, I will say, like, Ultras, which are great trail shoes, they're still, like, they have budget models for 100 bucks. So it's like, if you're going to get six, 800 miles on a pair of shoe, for a hundred bucks, that's a pretty good return on, okay. your, uh, on your investment. Now it is a little bit up, up front, but like I only wear my trail shoes when I'm on the trail and I've already done like probably, I don't know, a couple of hundred miles on them, but they're fine. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I get more miles off of my $80 New Balance shoes than you do off my $200 hiking boots. I, I definitely, because they're just more accessible. Like you don't have to lace them all the way up. You don't have to, to wear the long socks. You can just throw whatever socks you wear on, throw your shoes on, and go literally walk out your door and go walk for four miles like dude, I did today to get coffee. Like dude, I'm telling boots you, are out. <laughs> boots, boots, boots are out. Are, boots are nice if you're going to be doing heavy weight and or long distance and you need that protection especially if you're going on rocky terrain at the ankle protection for me i have really weak ankles so i have really high ankle boots but i'm telling you i get more miles out of a pair of new balance than i do than i have out of my hiking boots i've had for like five years well well now we're gonna have to do another episode because i i definitely I, I used to think that was the the idea like you needed support in your ankles but i've dude i've been doing research Okay. It's just not true. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's actually better if you have weaker ankles to have less of the, the, it, the cuff or the, the heel coming up. Okay. Anyway, we can dive into this at yeah. a later time. This is going to be a hot debate. I can't <laughs> wait, but, uh, for now, yeah, we'll leave it. We'll leave it where it lies. Um, Sean, I think you have a couple more things here that are, yeah. are interesting. There are two things um, specifically one big topic that had I not gone on a particular hike, <clears throat> I never would have realized how happy it made me. Um, when I went on a hike in, oh, it's kind of like Rancho Santa Fe. So kind of the richy rich area of, of Northern San Diego, a little kind of Northeast San Diego. Um, 
there's a hiking trail back there that leads from El Camino Real, which is a pretty busy road in Rancho Santa Fe, and it goes to the five freeway. Um, and I can't remember the trail name right now, but it's this gorgeous trail. And the crazy part is there is a corner in the trail where they have a bench set up. And when I, I think it was the second time I even, I've hiked this trail a few times. The second time I hiked it, I was just like, I'm just going to sit here for a second. And I sat down and it took me about 30 seconds to realize what felt different, what was feeling off. And I realized after sitting there for about 30 seconds was I couldn't hear anybody. I couldn't hear people. I couldn't hear lawnmowers or leaf blowers or the freeway or cars or dogs. It was pure wherever this this little corner is creates this perfect bowl where all you could hear was nature and it was crazy to me because especially living in the city for anybody else out there who lives in a city environment you know how hard it is to get away from human sounds it is almost impossible there is always a leaf blower a hedge trimmer or a fire truck i mean you can't you, you can't escape those sounds and i realized how much I enjoyed the sound of quiet and it hadn't clicked with me then. And that's what, when I ended up going, I think the year after that to Oregon and doing this beautiful hike in, in Bend, Oregon, that I've had the same realization of, Oh my God, I can't hear anything but the water running and the birds. And that's why memorials that moment with a whole tattoo. I mean, it's my entire lower leg from my knee to my ankle. I memorialized that moment with that tattoo just so that I know how, remember how important that moment was for me. So that I never would have experienced had I not gone on the hike. Now, could I have completely missed that? Absolutely. And I did a couple of times and I will again. And you could have, I could have found that using another hobby as well, but hiking gave me that ability to sit and just pay attention to myself, realize something was different and understanding what that was. And that was what hiking gave me. And that's what I think hiking could give a lot of other people too. That's awesome, Sean. Well, and so two things, you got to add this hike to the show notes today. <laughs> so we can, uh, so we can all take place. Cause I'm interested. I want to, I want to go on this hike, uh, in my closing moments in San Diego and, and maybe, or maybe when I visit in the future, mm-hmm. um, and really take that in. Cause I, I do think that's such an amazing opportunity to, to not hear anything, to, to separate yourself and avoiding the HLF, which I'm coining the, uh, uh, hedge trimmer, leaf blower, fire truck warning. <laughs> I, I love it. HLF. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's great, man. And I think, I think I've had a number of moments like that as well. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that are listening to this that have those hikes in their back pocket and, or maybe they live in San Diego. Hopefully we have listeners in San Diego that want to go and enjoy this experience that you could provide them. Uh, and we got to still see the, the, the full leg, man. That's yeah, that's right. I don't think I've posted any pictures. No, of that. <laughs> no, we, we need that. We need that in anyway, got to leave some things hidden. I understand, but let's dive into our next hobby on the docket tonight. This one is one that is near and dear to my heart cycling. Oh man. Uh, what, what, what do you say? I mean, I, I'm, I'm staring at my bike over in the corner. Right oh, you now. brought it with you. 
Oh, oh, of course he did. <laughs> you think you think I'm out here like <laughs> like letting letting things go? I mean, this is I put in the work so that I can enjoy my hobby, and and this is mm-hmm. and it, it it bakes perfectly. This is such a good transition. Thanks for asking that, Sean, <laughs> because I make this hobby a part of my daily routine. Mm-hmm. For me, it's not just oh, I ride a bike. For me, it's exactly what Sean talked about with hiking. It's this freedom that I get. And additionally, when you don't want to, which is practically every single morning when I wake up and it's 40 degrees and my hands are freezing and I'm riding to work, uh, there's something that's like equal parts exhilarating and why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what keeps me coming back every single time and being able to do it, I, I will say, I don't think I can ever leave the West Coast. So sorry, sorry, all you East Coasters and other parts of the, the US because of just how much I've fallen in love with making, riding my bike every single day mm-hmm. a part of my, because it's like not even, I mean, right now, Sean, I, we have a gym on site, which I'm very grateful to experience. So I've been, I'll go. And speaking of getting off, getting up, brushing the cobwebs off after work, after, you know, spending, cause we do nine hours a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in, in my, my little cube. I have a cube now and <laughs> I can't believe it, man. I joined the QB. You, you are in that cube world. Um, and I, I get down into the gym and I start, I, I have to, one, I, I bring my shoes with me. Cause I'm like, man, I got to do something to like get up because it just, it creates such a negative spiral in your mind, I think, mm-hmm. when, you, when you can't uh, get moving. And for me, the freedom that cycling brings to just enable mobility. And, and for me, that's a huge part of my life. It's not just the hobby itself, but enabling mobility of my joints, mm-hmm. giving my body flexibility, being able to maintain mobility into my late late life. That's my goal with everything I'm doing. So if listeners, if you're interested, I'm, I'm just going to tell you to take a chance because these are things that can really bring you lifelong benefits outside of just looking at your phone while watching a big screen <laughs> while looking at your laptop on a day-to-day basis, which so many of us are doing with the WFH. What's that, what's that stand for? Work from home. Come on. Uh, Sean. Oh yeah. You got a funny story about cycling that I, I need to hear. I, I do. And this is something that it's very inspiring listening to you talk about um, cycling. And I, and I hope that the listeners can appreciate without being able to see John's face, like straight up how excited he is about this hobby. I mean, it is his jam for me. <laughs> I think it would be a detriment to the listeners. If I didn't talk about my experience with completely failing with cycling, biking in general, um, this kind of plays off of the conversation we had when you were talking about the gear world of, of hiking and becoming obsessed with it. Um, I had it upon myself one day. I just, I want to get riding my bike again. I have an old mountain bike. Um, you know, it's a, a steel frame bike. It's a pretty nice bike. I've had it for a while and it's been sitting in the garage for a long time. I wanted to finally, uh, make it part of my life. 
So I took it to REI. I got the full bike tune up, replaced everything that had gone rusted. Was, and was this last year? Yep. This was last okay. year. This is right, so if anyone, makeover. So if anyone hasn't listened to the episode, go back and uh, you will chuckle to yourself after listening to this one. But I went and I got the full REI bike tune up. I got the like hundred dollar headlights, tail light combo. I got, I went full out everything the guy at REI told me I needed to get. Uh, I even put, um, like a bike repair kit on like my birthday list. Like I went into this deep rabbit hole. I think I've ridden my bike three times in the last year <laughs> because what ended up happening is I picked up the hobby because I thought I should like it. I know it's good for me. I know I should be doing it. I know it's good for my health. This should be something I'm into. And I'm just not, it's just not my thing. I enjoy riding the bike, but not as much as I, what, as much as I thought I was going to. And so what I wanted to tell you guys, this is a prime example of mistakes that can happen. And this is what we're here for. Take chances, make mistakes. But I made a mistake of thinking that if I just had all of the right gear, I would automatically be good and like the hobby, oh, <laughs> which was as far God. from the truth as possible. And, and this, this is what I'm going to tell you guys. This is even oh, Donna, I fall into this. I, my heart. <laughs> I know. I just, I did I, not know this is where it was going. <laughs> I, I, I felt you guys had to hear what happens. Even people who love talking about this and make these same mistakes. So um, if you happen to have made this mistake, you're looking back on 2021 and you're like, man, I just, I should have done more of that make sure you, you think about that. Think about why you feel like that, but also give yourself a little bit of a break and then look at how you're going to take the lessons you learned from that and apply them to this year. I automatically know by seeing anything with a bike is just not going to be my thing. I enjoy it, but it's not going to be my thing. It means, okay, now I take that off the shelf and I focus, okay, what do I want to focus on? I can take the time that I was putting into that and the resources and I can put that towards hiking or I can put it towards cooking or I can put it towards something else. So that really goes into the discipline and time management portion of what John and I really wanted to cover in these deep dives is I realized I was putting too much time and too many resources into something that wasn't going to serve me. So I need to halt and rearrange and start putting them into the things that will serve me. And that, that was the biggest lesson I got in all of last year when it comes to bicycling is it's just not my thing. Focus on what is my thing take the lessons from it and move on. And that's what I'm doing. So I just, I hope you guys enjoyed that and connected with that. Um, and that I'm not alone in making those mistakes. No, thanks for being transparent, Sean, and for breaking my heart all in the same <laughs> slew of, of words. I, I, I felt, I felt it. Um, and I think, I think it is important and, and, and a great opportunity to just see how different perspectives mm -hmm. can be across the board. Sean and I are not, we, this is not scripted. We don't, we don't know exactly what's going to come out of each other's mouth. Thank, thank goodness that that's not how we do yeah. what we do here at how to hobby. So he can say whatever he wants. If he wants to hate on cycling, <laughs> he can do it. And I'm, I'm just going to just be a little hurt, but that's all. But Sean, excellent segue into discipline, time management, taking chances, make mistakes. And I think moving into this next one for cooking. Yep. Um, I mean, every single one of these for me, hiking, cycling, and cooking is about the discipline that you take forward into the day with it. Um, as I said, with, with cycling, I don't want to get up and 
jump out into the cold. There's mm-hmm. something in me that's innately like, no, I don't want to. But when you just get on the bike, it takes you places. Same thing with cooking. A lot of the, the techniques that you learn as an early adopter of cooking seem really boring mm-hmm. and entry. <laughs> uh, but let me tell you, just go to Kenji J. Uh, Lopez. I believe that's his full Lopez Alt, his YouTube channel. And oh my goodness, listeners, you will be inspired. In fact, I may just have to go talk about binging something, Sean. Yeah. Um, my goodness, check out a couple of his videos. It's like a head down uh, GoPro angle of him just going. Ooh, okay. It just nerding out. I mean, this guy's the guy who, author of Food Lab, author of Walk, uh, a new book by him. Um, and he's just an amazing cook, but additionally, I think what he showed me and, and something that I've been growing into Sean as a, as a cook. And as I've been diving into it further and further, uh, it's the simple things that really take your flavors and your cooking to the next level. And it's, it, it takes a little bit of chutzpah to do it the right way and see, well, it also helps to see. So again, if you go and look, watch this guy you'll see that it's not as hard as you think it will be mm-hmm. uh, from your, from your mind's eye. And right now, Sean, I am actually in Arizona living out of a cooler yes. and I kind of made this little, little, uh, task with myself where I pack everything. I go to the, I'm like keeping the same routine from the family where we go to the grocery store on Saturday, we get all of our food for the week, but I additionally just get, what I can have and bring with me in a small, I mean, it's probably like a couple quart cooler and, and just throw into the refrigerator and then try and not go to the store at all. And this week I haven't gone last week. I didn't go. So it sounds like a fun challenge. Oh man. Like, I'm telling can you, you, can you live out of a suitcase? Wonder. Can you live out of a cooler? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I'll tell you what I got. So inventory wise, I have my, my cutting board, Okay. I have my, uh, my one knife and then I have one spatula. Uh, and I, I usually, the Airbnbs I've been staying at, they have kitchens. So they, they have pots and okay. pans, which is nice. I would still prefer to have a pan and they're electric ranges. So I've been having yep. to get, get creative with that. And man, sometimes it's like, it's just so much slower. It's so slow. <laughs> it's so much slower. It's like, it's like, it takes, like 10 extra minutes to do. I'm like mm-hmm. sitting here going, all right. Anyway, that's outside of the, the bounds of what we're <laughs> diving into here. But this idea that I'm able to make, I have salt, pepper, uh, I bring garlic, I bring shallot, I bring onion and uh, some veggies, depending on what it is. I have like carrots, some hummus uh, for like a snack. Mm-hmm. I have some bread. I, you know me, Sean, I make sandwiches. Oh yeah. I'm the sandwich guy. And I will preface ladies and gentlemen, I can eat the same thing every day. So if yeah, you have that unique ability. I struggle with that. I can do, do things a couple of times, but, uh, I was, I was raised on the same lunch every day from like kindergarten until like going into high school. So for me, I can't do that anymore. But it's definitely a superpower, I think, if you can. Yeah, and I think 
it's just, uh, it depends. I mean, everybody's different and everybody, whatever makes you happy in your setting, um, you're just not going to be able to handle the two court challenge, Sean. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't think I could do it, but I think it's a really cool opportunity to one, see, can you do it to save a bunch of money. If anyone's listening to our financial episodes, I think that's a big deal here. Cause, um, I've been doing, um, I've fallen into the DoorDash cycle the last week. Um, and that racks up bills pretty quick of how fast, uh, that can get expensive. So I think leaving a coolers, uh, absolutely fascinating. Um, I kind of want to see if I can do it. Uh, I don't know if I could, but I have to admit, I kind of want to see if I can. I, I think you could do it. I think for a, uh, for a five day, cause that's what it all it takes is it's five days. So, um, that's what I've been doing. And I will, again, I will say just to plug one of our other favorite hobbies, backpacking has really been the conduit for me to understand how to do this better and better and how to get good flavor. Like I'm not just dealing, you know, that sounds super bland, right? Some veggies, some, you know, some staples, but I have also olive oil, vinegar, like I'm, I'm incorporating salt, fat and acid and Mm -hmm. heat, which from our, another one of our favorite food authors, Chow Samin, she, uh, is an absolute, oh, sorry. I just, I just, said her uh he said her handle. it's a samin now sorry, but i think that, that's, that's right. it's chow samin chow samin perfect she knows what she's doing and listen to her ideas because she has a discipline and a mm-hmm. uh, ability behind all of her plannings when it comes to cooking um but i will say sean getting all this together on the day of departure is a lot of discipline. So I bet it's, it's your, you're prepping your loadout. I mean, it's, it's exactly it's, what you've done when you've do planning your backpacking trips, you have to lay everything out and know exactly what you have. Cause if your goal is to do it, then you have to full, full send. You have to fully commit to it. Right. Cause you can always go to the grocery store once you're there, if you forgot something, but that's not the point. The point is, can you do it? And it sounds like you're doing it pretty well. Well, and the other thing you need to know about me, Sean knows this. I hate spending money. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like I, I loathe the process of spending money. So if I can literally get by on a shoestring, mm-hmm. I, I will do it. I don't know what kind of, I'm like some sort of weird hybrid engineer. Most engineers that I know are, uh, well, I do like nice things. So I, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we definitely, we, we spend the money, we spend our money, but we spend it in places that mean a lot to us rather than that's right. spending it on willy nilly. I do have a very expensive mountain bike. I never thought I'd own <laughs> that much property. Anyway, um, Sean, I, I want to hear more about what cooking has meant to you. I'm, I've rambled on here for <laughs> 10 minutes. It's been awesome. I think for me, the biggest realization I had with cooking, and I think that everybody eventually has when they've started cooking is you have the capability of producing meals that are top chef level meals. Anybody can do it. If you are just committed enough to try and figure it out and accept that you're going to burn some things and you just kind of roll with it and see how you do it differently next time. When you watch these, you know, top chef or you watch these hell's kitchen shows and they come out with these crazy gourmet meals and you're like, I sit at home and I'm like, how is that even humanly possible to know how to do that? I'm telling you 30 minutes of Googling, finding a recipe, you can do it. 
you can make those gourmet meals at home. And I think that is the coolest thing that I have experienced is realizing that I have the skill sets, some rudimentary cooking skills, self-taught, some YouTube. I took a couple of cooking classes with Sir Latab. I can make meals that are absolutely out of this world fantastic that you could compete on a show with. And that's not to brag. That's anybody can accomplish this. And that is, that's fascinating to me. And then the other thing that I have realized is time management with cooking is of the hobbies that I am involved in that I, I regularly do time management is the most important skill you can possibly have in cooking. Because if you're doing one thing, you're making popcorn, you have, except when you're on a gas range, except when you're on a, <laughs> yes, but like when or, you got, or sorry, on an electric on range, electric, I, I, yes, mis, I misspoke. Cause it takes like, forever. I'm like, but, they, I, uh, I want yeah, my gas back. hundred percent. Yes. But it, you know, you're cooking one thing. You're just making popcorn. Super easy. Okay. Now you're cooking two things. You're making hat, you're making hash browns and you're making scrambled eggs. Okay. That's not too bad. Now let's say you've ramped it up to your oven roasting broccoli. You have to put chicken thighs in at some point, but those need to be marinating. You have to time how long those are going to take. At the same time, you're trying to make some rice. You're also trying to steam some veggies for anybody who doesn't like oven roasted broccoli. Like once you start, I know my family's (laughs) weird, but once, (laughs) once you start combining those things on top of each other, that's when very quickly it separates people who have good time management and people who don't. Um, my dad struggles with composure and composure. My dad struggles with that. The multitasking is not his skill set. Um, sorry, dad, if you're listening, but it's just not his <laughs> skill set. But you know, when you've got multiple things going at one time and you have to remember when this one went on, so I know when to flip this, I need to get that timed. that taking that time to learn that and realize how tough that is before you start is the best thing you can do for yourself going into cooking. And that mainly because you're going to burn things. You are going to forget that that pan was up on high. You need it to be a medium. Oh crap. I just burned the pork chop. Okay. That sucks. It's still edible. I'm going to eat it (laughs) next time I do it. I'm going to make sure I pay attention to that. That is the best part of cooking is getting into that frantic mode of I have so many things going on. And then at one point you're just going to start cooking a meal and all of a sudden everything clicks. And you're just like, boom, that's done. That's done. I got this. That's warm. Pull this off. Okay. Okay. That came out of the oven. It's the craziest feeling when you all of a sudden understand what you're doing and you time everything perfectly and everything comes out at the same time, nice and hot, serve right in plates and ready to go to eat. Um, that, well, that's, that's cool. Man, Sean. Yeah. You're, you're really inspiring me here. I think, I think two things that are just phenomenal about what you're saying, putting down here first, get up off the couch. I mean, that's the, the first thing is we're, we're surrounded by a culture and, and uh, a system that is begging us to be just <laughs> so sedentary, so yep. sedentary right now between DoorDash, Uber Eats, uh, the free coupons. I mean, shoot, I've even been getting them. I'm like, oh, DoorDash, 50% off? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. It's awesome. DoorDash has been the, the jam for the last week. And yeah. it's super convenient, but... Man, is it is it crazy how easy it is, and it's expensive as well. It's uh, crazy when, expensive when you don't have the credit cards to get you that free that free <laughs> free money. Um, but so getting off the couch first, you know, again the discipline. It doesn't take much, but it's literally just that motion of getting in motion. 
mm-hmm. taking a step off the couch. But additionally, this is something that is the same for every single one of these hobbies, ladies and gentlemen. And it's the fact that you are connecting with real materials. Mm-hmm. And Sean and I have talked about this in the past, but you're not just, you're, when you're cooking, you're cultivating organic matter. Uh, you're interacting with woods, with steels, with, uh, well, hopefully, um, woods and steels. Again, like we, we can talk more about the tools of the trade. Go back to our cooking episode. Mm-hmm. Listen, to hear what we, what we would urge you to get and get into. Um, but actually, I'm, oh man, Sean, I'm looking at these obsidian blades and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I need to get one of those. <laughs> um, but so, you know, the, the experience of interacting with nature in hiking with mm-hmm. your seeing you mentioned something when you were talking about hiking, but being able to see things and connect with things different. And I love this about every single one of these, but the pace in which you do it with hiking, you're going to notice something that you don't notice when you're biking. And when you're biking, you're going to notice something that you're not noticing when you're in a car. And when you're in a car, you're just really upset. So get out. <laughs> <laughs> road rage is real. Hashtag road rage is real. Except when you're in Phoenix, because actually it's, uh, it's nice to drive here. There's not there's a lot of open land and more space. And just, I'm jealous. Uh, anyway, but shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but with cooking, you know, the experience that you get to, to build and cultivate these, these materials and, and additionally share with other people, mm-hmm. you know, this is so important to both Sean and I, we're not going to argue about this one. Uh, we like sharing with our loved ones and sharing with each other and being able to do that through something as time, time tested as cooking is, yep. I mean, it's the best thing about living. No, a hundred percent. I mean, our, our ancestors, we are only alive today because our ancestors learned how to cook. I mean, going back at however far you want to go back, we're only here because somebody cooked the meals for those people. And you can be the one now to feed yourself, your family, whoever it is. And then people, generations from now can look back at us and say, Oh, those were the people that fed themselves, kept them alive. So I could be alive. It's like, those are the things that you, you start connecting to who you are. And, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about cooking and connecting to things. And so I could go on a a deep dive in and of itself for, for that. But I think any of these hobbies, the key here is connecting with something other than your phone. And that's, that's the, the tried and true connection to all of these things we're going to talk about is the fact that every hobby gives you the opportunity to put the phone down and connect to something new. It's connected to something real. Yeah. And I think to end out here, something that's really important to remember listeners is no hobby is going to be your ultimate end all be all conduit for satisfaction in life. Yep. There's never any one thing in life that's going to sustain you in the way that you think it will. <laughs> Sometimes you make mistakes. You have to take the chance and potentially make a mistake to grow. And that journey is what actually brings us forward and grows our, our bearing on life, our experience, not the hobby itself. So yeah, as we continue to deep dive on future hobbies, something that's going to be continue 
the continuing thread throughout the series is going to be find your hobby that brings you satisfaction and joy and don't listen to anybody else. Don't listen to us to, well, I mean, listen to us, listen, please, please listen to us, (laughs) but don't, don't rely on us to give you the answers to life because that's the, that's the thing about this whole process. I mean, Sean and I came together to make a podcast about something we thought was fun and we were passionate about, but I think ultimately it's because we're passionate that we're here doing this podcast, not because we found a hobby that made us who we are. Um, I could be wrong though, Sean, you know, sometimes (laughs) you come back with some, uh, some hot fire, fire. but no, I think that's a, a very good lesson. Something I wish I had learned younger. Uh, is that there is no one thing that you can do that will, for the most part, from my past, my life experience, if you've experienced something different, please let me know. I would love to to talk with you about if you found the one thing that has made your life absolutely perfect in, in just that. But for me, it's it's the amalgamation of everything, of putting myself into everything, trying new things, finding this works, that doesn't. That's really what makes me look back and say, yeah, I'm happy. I, I feel good about where I'm at. It's not letting one thing control. And I think that's important for us to remind ourselves too, and and for you guys to remind yourself as we continue going through this, these deep dives, looking at all of these hobbies going back over the last year that John and I have been together is there's a lot here. And the important part is that's for a reason because no one thing is going to be that solution for you. You have to try a bunch of things. So if we've been talking this whole time and hiking just isn't your thing, that's cool. Maybe cooking can be, maybe cooking and cycling can become your thing. Maybe cooking and cycling and firearms can become your thing. And you can just continue building off of that. And then the cool part is finding ways that you can incorporate the lessons you learned from one hobby into the next hobby. And we'll end up talking about that in then probably the next episode, at least future episodes of these deep dives is what these hobbies have cross taught us in between so we can carry them over. Um, so I, I look forward to, to talking about that with you, John. I look forward to it too, Sean. I think it's going to be a real experience. I'm excited to deep dive into 2022 with you and uh, continue to make some content that we're passionate about. So if you've enjoyed this episode, ladies and gentlemen, please give us a follow on Spotify. Uh, Give us a like on the other platforms that we may be on and uh, feel free to reach out to Sean and I directly via our socials or our Gmail or our uh, website that I outlined earlier in the show. Um, But with that, Sean, I think we've, we've laid it all out tonight. It's been a real joy to speak with you this evening as always. And I just want to say, take care to everyone during this time. And let's dive into 2022 with some vigor and zest. Let's make sure to take chances and make mistakes uh, throughout the process of the year together. And thank you for, for listening tonight. Yes, thank, thank you, everyone. Stay safe out there and have a great year.